Welcome to Next Up, a Mid-Century Homes production, where we highlight the people, the places, and the work of folks that are making an impact in the world of mid-century design and architecture. And when we are not conducting interviews for this podcast, we are making mid-century dreams come true in Boise, Idaho. You can find out more about the work we do online at mid-centuryhomes.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Boise Mid-Century Homes. Today we have the pleasure of chatting with Jessica Lukey of both Stussy Lukey Design and Mid-Century Homes. She's the real deal. Well-versed, full of great design ideas, and the final say for many of us who are trying to perfect our own Mid-Century Homes. You can find her on Instagram at Stussy Lukey Design. That's S-T-U-S-S-I-L-U-Q-U-E-D-E-S-I-G-N. And before we get Jessica on the line, here's a quick word from our sponsor. All right, well, let's jump right in. It's good to know you, time, and we've got a handful of questions for you. First one we've got is, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Um, so I was uh, born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, um, and lived there till I was about five. And then my parents moved us to Vancouver Island, British Columbia, where I lived until I was about 18. We moved around to a couple of cities in Victoria for 10, Nanaimo, and then ended up in Qualicum, which is just like a little sleepy beach town and the uh, port town that accesses the West Coast with lots of big waves. So, yeah, I grew up on the okay. And And tell me a little bit about that area. In the summer, how hot does it get? You're typically getting average heights of like 85 degrees um, as a high. It doesn't really get much hotter. Temperature-wise, it might be, but it never feels more than that because you're always feeling a summer breeze from the ocean. Yep. And the coolest time of year, how cold will it get? It can freeze. We've got like, it's pretty typical of Seattle weather. I mean, they get snow, but you know, every 10 years or so, you get a big dumping freak snowstorm. The rest of the time, a skiff of snow and school closed. Gotcha. Okay. Did You went to college, correct? I did, yeah. Where, I, where'd um, you go? I actually went to Idaho for college. I went to what was Rick's College at the time. Um, it's now BYU-Idaho, and they had an accredited interior design program. So, um, before that, I did go abroad. My parents um, sent us each. Um, I can talk about that later, but I, I took a gap year before I started school and then uh, did Rick's for three years and then did another gap year with a friend and then went to BYU for one more year where I finished my degree. Um, and you'll get a good laugh out of this, TJ, but I went to BYU for my last year because after three years in Rexburg, Idaho, I promised I would never live in Idaho again. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that, that, that didn't turn out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, when you went to college, I think I heard some sort of story about you dating somebody slightly famous. Is this true? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say like dating is an overstatement, but um, John Heater was in our friend circle. Um, we had a house full of girls and a house full of guys that hung out a lot. And uh, John Heater is in Napoleon Dynamite. Did take me out a couple of times to the International Film Festival there. 
Um, and on a side note, my roommate um, at the time was going to cosmetology school and she actually did John's perm, the tight perm for the original black and white short film that they submitted to Sundance Film Festival for Napoleon Dynamite. So there's that's that. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and did he ever do the, uh, the famous dance for you? No, that was well past. Well, I thought for certain he had been practicing that for years to come before the movie hit. That's not true. (laughs) Oh, I bet he did, but I never witnessed it. That's funny. So, uh, what, and and you said you went to school for interior design. Yeah, I did. Um, So I got a bachelor's degree in interior design. Um, that's, I kind of always knew what I wanted to do. Um, my dad from, from, from what age, how early did you know you wanted to do that? Oh, I would say probably from 16 on, um, when I got into high school, I started taking like drafting. They had some AutoCAD and drafting classes at school. And I went ahead and took those, um, knowing that it would help with a portfolio to get into a design program. Yeah. Yeah. And and tell me tell me a little bit about that that educational process and the career process. Like you went to school for interior design immediately out of college, did you land a design gig? Yeah, I did. Um so I graduated from college and I um moved to I mean if you want to talk about our abroad experiences, but I I had a friend we were both Canadian and we'd both graduated colleges and we being Canadian have this opportunity to use uh, what's called like a holiday work visa. So as part of the Commonwealth, you can move to any other, well, most Commonwealth countries and work there for up to two years. So we kind of decided we wanted to take advantage of that. And we moved to London on that visa. And I got a job there as a temp working for a design agency called Real Studios um, as a draftsman. So I worked doing their drawings for about nine months there and then traveled in between. And that was my first job right out of college doing in London, in London. Yeah, working in the design field. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and it was awesome. I mean, the the stuff that they did there was um, they did installations for some of the big museums, like the Holocaust Museum. Um, so there, for exhibits, they would do the design of the display cases and those types of things. So those were all drawn out on CAD and how those things would go. Um, and as well, they did a few high-end boutique hotels that also became sort of museum exhibits and very art art inspired um, boutique hotels. So I got to work on the drawings, you know, that were handed down from the head designers. I drew those up in CAD for them. And it was an awesome job right out of college with a great yeah. company for experience. And, and before we jump a little bit further into kind of your career path and how you've gotten into what you're working on, Uh, This wasn't your first time overseas, correct? No, yeah. So I grew up in Canada, but both my parents were actually immigrants from Switzerland. So most of my family still lives over there, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles. Um, We would visit about every four years. My parents would save up enough to get us all over there for the summer. 
And um, after high school, they sent each of us, each of me and my siblings over there um, to live for a year with my grandparents. So when I graduated and before I started college, I went and lived for a year there and actually worked and um, yeah, had some time to travel around there and just be inspired by the European architecture and everything. It was great. And tell us a little bit more about that. I remember a specific instance or a story that you told me in the past um, about like a staircase and terrazzo flooring. (laughs) So my grandparents lived in an apartment in Bern, Switzerland, where I lived with them. And um, the first time I think I remember seeing terrazzo floor was actually in their stairwell to their apartment. All the way up the stairs was terrazzo floor. And I just thought it was so cool. Um, I was kind of like attracted to these flecks of stone ground into this, what otherwise would just be concrete and how, yeah, just so many design elements where things that would be otherwise ordinary were made into something special, even in just apartment buildings. They really um, know how to do design and add special details over there. Right. And, and, do you believe that all of that travel and in, in these other areas across the country have inspired your own take on how you treat your career and the work that you do in the interior design? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, I've taken those influences from all different places, obviously, but yeah, I, I love traveling and I love looking at the different architecture from region to region and, how that influences the way people live and work. And um, I think that my growing up experience and having spent time traveling definitely probably directed me into that path as well, um, for sure. Is there a common theme or um, a certain element that you really clung on to while, you know, taking in all of your overseas uh, experiences that show up in your work regularly? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, someone might be able to say yes to that. I think just the modernism movement in general, um, Bauhaus probably seeing the juxtaposition of modern versus very traditional styles in Europe. Um, probably in the font that I select. I mean, I'm Swiss, so I can't pick anything but Helvetica, seriously. So I don't know, design (laughs) elements. Yeah, very influenced by the minimalistic designs of the turn of the century, um, which obviously inspired mid-century, so. Right, that's cool. And um, tell us a little bit more about like your, your transition from, I'd say early work in design in that field, in that industry, working for other groups into like, you know, tell us a little bit about the evolution of where you've come from, what you've done, where you're currently at. Okay. So um, like I said earlier, my first job out was in London, which was a pretty cool experience. Um, From that, I came back and spent one more year in school. And then I actually moved back to Canada Um, and got a job in Calgary working for a couple of years at a design firm up there that did um, a lot of high-end 
I'd say parade of homes kind of stuff and some restaurants and retail, but also pretty, pretty on the modern side, I'd say. And then, um, Sam and I decided to get married and without going into a long story of how that all worked out, but we dated and known each other back in college, but never really looked at it as a serious relationship, I guess, until I decided to actually leave the country and move Mm -hmm. back to Canada. So he was in Idaho at the time, um, working on his master's. He'd also left college and came here to go pursue a master's degree in the middle of that when, um, we got serious and then um, decided to get married. So I, it was easier for me to pick up and move here since he was right in the middle of that and get a new job in Idaho. Um, and I worked for another design firm here that kind of did everything, hospitality, a lot of cabins in McCall, and I would say a lot of traditional stuff that I'd never really had to do a lot of. Um, and I think that kind of really solidified in my mind what I did not want to do anymore. <laughs> After a few years, I was sort of like done. If I had to see one more antler chandelier, I think I was just going to like lose it. <laughs> so um, there wasn't a ton of opportunity in that firm. I mean, they did great design work, but for what I love to do, And we decided to start a family. By that point, I think I was pregnant with Max, um, our first, and started to transition to working from home to just finish out a couple of large projects I was in the middle of. Um, And But what I will say about that firm was that it gave me the first opportunity to really be a lead designer that I hadn't had at other places where I'd been more of a drafts person or a an understudy, if you will. I was really thrown into this company as a lead designer early on and way in over my head. But I learned really quick what I didn't know and gained some valuable experiences there managing projects and being um, sort of really responsible start to finish for a project. Um, So then when I transitioned out of that, I... um, Finished up, like I said, some projects I was working on and transitioned into being a full-time mom by the time my second Ramona was born. Um, And I kind of stopped doing anything other than a little freelance work up until our caboose, Millie, um, started getting close to approaching school age. So then I started thinking about what I really wanted to do again with my time and whether that was jumping back into design and what that would look like and I knew I didn't want to go back to work for someone. Um, And I really just didn't see anywhere in Boise that had a super modern design team at the time that I wanted to join. And I just wanted to go out on my own. Um, And fortuitously, that was kind of around the same time that you and I met. And I think that gravitated the love of what I had already had for mid-century and our mid-century home and collecting mid-century furniture to really feeling like I'm going to make a go of this and just see if there is a market to specialize in specifically doing mid-century modern design, because that's what I'm passionate about. And if I can do that all day long, then that would be amazing. So um, yeah, that was, I went back and looked at it because I knew you'd ask that was, just over three years ago that I launched um, Stussy Lukey Design and decided to just go for it. 
That's cool. And um, obviously, we know where the Lukey comes from. What is Stussy? So that's actually my maiden name. Um, and it rhymes with my married name. And it just <laughs> kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah. So it became Stussy Lukey Design. Yeah, I love how uh, how you regularly remind me that um, as if one name is not difficult to spell or pronounce, <laughs> why not put two of them that are both difficult to spell and pronounce together? Yes, they do rhyme, but they are difficult <laughs> to like find on Instagram when people go, Stussy Lukey, what do I do with that? Yeah, it's a mouthful and I've you know, I've, I've considered rebranding, but, um, I don't know. It's just kind of come what it is. And, um, my husband curses every time I like have to give out someone my email address because he's like, you seriously couldn't come up with anything (laughs) (laughs) shorter than that. Yeah. And and speaking of how people can find you on Instagram, spell that out for us. It's S-T-U-S-S-I and then L-U-Q-U-E. Yeah. And, and your Instagram account handle is what? Stussy Lukey Design. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's pretty much uh, where I operate in my space right now. I, uh, yeah, not really e- too much on Facebook anymore. Yeah. Easiest way to find and connect with you is through your Instagram account. Yeah. Or email, obviously. Yeah. And um, so three years ago, we met, you started tinkering around with this idea of trying to put this model together of simply focusing, you know, exclusively on what you loved. And three years later, we look back on that. Is this what you imagined? Are you where you thought you would be with it? No, I mean, I had no, I mean, yes, I'm way past where I thought I was going to be. It's kind of crazy just to think that like, One day you knocked on my door and asked to see my house because a neighbor told you you should come knock on my door. Yeah. And I started telling you, asking about what you do, asking about the website, looking that and telling you what you should do to, you know, give people some uh, advice on what they could do with your house. And you sort of saying, well, you should do that for me and where that spiraled (laughs) from there. Um. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, I think the original concept, what what you had propositioned us with was, you know, well, you do these home tours once a month. How cool would it be to take one of these homes that you guys toured, maybe take one of the spaces, and I could do kind of a, you know, design overlay on that space and show people what that space could look like if they did something really cool in mid-century with it. Yeah, that's essentially where it started. And if you scrolled all the way to the very beginning of my Instagram feed, you'd see those first couple of sketches from our home tour where I was just literally saying, here's a fun house. This is what you could do with it. And then, um, yeah, I think giving a little blurb at the beginning of a home tour on one specific home that I'd made some recommendations on. And yeah, that was the beginning of it. And now... Nobody ain't got time for that. No. Seriously, no. <laughs> what's your current uh, book of business in terms of like, uh, you know, what's your pipeline look like for projects? How many are you currently working on or, or on deck to be working on? 
I've got about 14 projects in the work at various <laughs> points. And then a few real estate uh, transactions. But some are like on the tail end of finishing. Some are just at the starting point. Some are right in the middle. So it's a pretty broad spectrum. And they're not all full home remodels either that I've, you know, some are just a bathroom remodel or simple consults. So, you know, they're not all massive projects, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's definitely been cool to see how our, um, you know, mutual passions that are, you know, a lot of it definitely connects us um, because of the era and the style of design. Uh, but definitely we're coming at chasing those passions in two very different ways. And it's been cool to see how what you love to do and what we love to do has kind of come together. And, um, you know, all the work that you've been able to do since back in the day of, you know, original sketches and uh, noodling on the ideas of, you know, what this could look like. It's, it's been fun to reflect back on that and see how far really we've both come. Yeah. Um, so, so that's been fun. You did mention um, a couple real estate transactions. That's because you are a realtor, correct? Yeah, I thought I needed yeah. to jump in on that as well. So <laughs> yeah, and and tell me a little bit about that. Um, so that was about two years ago that I got my real estate license, and um, that wasn't something that I'd ever planned on doing. It wasn't ever an idea in my head until you put it there, TJ. Mm -hmm. you'd said at one point on a phone call, have you ever not thought about becoming a real estate agent? And I'm pretty sure my answer was no. Why would I do that? <laughs> and then it just was this little earworm that like wouldn't go away and was sort of there. And I think it was six months later that I called you up and said, do you remember that one time you told me I should yeah. become an agent or asked if right. I ever thought about it. And yeah, that was the beginning of that. Right. And, and in my mind, what I was convinced of was, well, you're going to be helping all these mid-century enthusiasts perfect their mid-century homes with the skill set that you have. And because our average time in market, somebody lives in a home is about five years, you know, why not position yourself as the person that if and when they ever do go to sell those homes, that you're in line and ready to roll. And who, know, who knows better how to market that home than the one that designed it? Yeah, it's definitely right? been a natural sort of step. Um, they do play well hand in hand together. I mean, I feel like most clients that I help purchase a home end up hiring me on the back end to design that home because... You know, we've been through this intimate process already together and the expertise that I have and they're very specific on looking for a mid-century home. So it really works out that way. And on the, you know, vice versa, helping someone get a home ready to sell, I feel like my interior design background gives me the right tools. I'm pretty equipped to help someone get that home ready to show and list as well. Totally. And as if... 14 projects and a handful of real estate transactions are not enough to consume one person's time, let alone raising a family of three children. How do you fit all that in? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think as any working parent can attest, it's a real struggle. Um, and I think the first two years were pretty insane. Um, 
I've definitely had to make some serious adjustments to my personal life and um, what I say yes to and what I say no to and getting better at saying no because the pace that I was going at was definitely not sustainable for much longer. Um, So, you know, I've had to do some reflecting and, and, and hone in more to those projects that I'm passionate about and say no to those things that don't inspire me um, and find a way on the real estate side to make that work so that when my kids are home in the summer, I'm not dropping everything to show a home to every and anybody that wants to go see one. So I've definitely limited that and made it in a way that works for me and my family. But month to month, it changes, as you know, and sometimes still crazy. And sometimes um, I feel like we're sailing pretty smoothly. Yeah. I would say on the real estate side, um, during the summer, you're less inclined to work with buyers. Definitely. And and in the winter, because they're in school, you have the ability to be a little bit more flexible with your schedule. Yeah. So I try to work only with um, listings in the summer because of that exact reason, the kids being home. And right. um, part of why I wanted to work for myself was to have that flexibility with my kids. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it also sounds like um, the work that you've been doing over the last couple of years has afforded you the opportunity to maintain travel as a part of what's important to your family, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's one thing that um, has been awesome is we've been able to take some pretty life-changing trips for our kids that I hope will be memories, lifelong memories that weren't otherwise affordable um, or doable with different schedules. So, yeah. I mean, similar to what your parents offered you. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'd love to be able to give them those opportunities to live abroad and experience some of those things that I did and um, yeah, and travel. So I'm trying to give them as much of that as I can, because I do think it was a valuable part of my upbringing. Yeah. Well, as a mid-century enthusiast, I think we all kind of have this. Sometimes they're written down, sometimes they're unspoken, but um, we all have like checklists of things like, oh man, I can't wait for the day I get to do that. Um, Do you have a couple unchecked items on the mid-century bucket list? I do have one and um, it is to build an A-frame cabin. That's kind of been one of my biggest dreams, something I've always obsessed over a little bit or A-frame buildings. So I'm currently super jealous of Karen right now, or yeah, from Destination Eschler and her newest post. It sounds like they're going to be doing one. Yeah, totally. I'm way excited to see what they do with that, but that's always been in my bucket list. Yeah. Did you know that that we had a um, neighbor in the neighborhood that's in the process of building an A-frame? Yeah, Danny. Yeah, Danny and Lainey. Yeah, I'm watching to see how that goes for them too. That'll be neat. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to uh, we'll have to hit them up once it's done for a mid-century homes team meeting. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> that would be a really mid-century cool. Mid-century homes retreat, maybe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, remind me, how long have you lived in Boise now? Um, fifteen years, almost fifteen years. So. It's changed quite a bit in that 15 years. Don't you agree? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Do you still love it here? 
I do. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess what I mean is, have you grown to love it here since you said yeah. you would never move back? <laughs> yeah. And I guess I have to say, I mean, I, I am definitely still a Northwest ocean kind of girl, but um, I've come to appreciate the high desert and uh, Idaho year round has sunshine that I do love that was definitely lacking in my upbringing sometimes. So mm-hmm. there, yeah, I do love Idaho. Boise is a great city and a lot different, not to knock Eastern Idaho because it also has a lot of great things there, but um, is a lot different of a vibe from Eastern Idaho. So what I experienced in college is a lot different than what Boise is. So when I first came here to visit, I was pleasantly surprised that something like this existed in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's your favorite thing about Boise? Um, I would say the green belt um, along the river and the access to the foothills. We do love to be outdoors and, um, I appreciate, I appreciate that greenery around me as it's the closest I'm going to get for the, from the ocean. <laughs> That's, yeah. Within, within what, about 20, 25 <laughs> minutes, we can get, we can get some good green, Yeah, uh, yeah. but we definitely can't get ocean. No, we can't. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's one thing besides the ocean that you wish Boise had that it doesn't? Um, I wish that we had some more, um, tile shops, furniture shops. And if we could just get somebody here to manufacture some breeze blocks, that would be amazing. Yeah. So when you're thinking about what Boise has to offer, you're thinking about it from your design mind going, I wish I had more, more crayons to color with. Yeah. So that I don't have to ship everything from California and elsewhere. Um, yeah, it would be nice to have more storefronts available that I can take people to actually walk through instead of ordering every sample physically that I need. But, you know, at the same time, it also makes things special that I, you know, isn't run of the mill for everybody in Idaho that maybe people take for granted who live in California that they see Uh everywhere. I get to bring that in and make it look like a jewel and people are like, wow, where's that from? So I guess that also plays to my advantage somewhat. Right. Totally. Well, last random question. This was not one that was on the list. So I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Who is currently on your musical playlist? Oh no. Oh no. I should have thought of that. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm going to go for a Hail Mary pass and say Andrew Bird's newest album. I did just listen to that and it's awesome. I really do love his melodic uh, whistling. Um, I thought his latest album was really like one of his earlier, but more upbeat and um, yeah, I'm really liking that one, but generally cool. speaking, my playlist is horrible with my kids in the car. <laughs> Spoken as a true parent who is probably having to alternate kids bop CDs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate uh, you giving us this opportunity to catch up with you and learn a little bit more about your life and your business. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Always good to chat. Awesome. Well, we'll chat soon. Thanks again. Okay. Bye. 
We hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Jessica. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them to info at mid-centuryhomes.com. Till next time on Next Up. Mm-hmm.